Blog Talk Radio. This episode is brought to you in part by the Brain Injury Association of America. The BIAA's mission is to advance awareness, research, treatment, education, and to improve the quality of life for all people affected by brain injury. They are dedicated to increasing access to quality health care and raising awareness and understanding of brain injury. You can learn more at BIAA.org. The opinions stated in this podcast are my own and not necessarily the opinions of the Brain Injury Association of America. Hello, everyone. I am Amy Zalmer, and you are listening to the Faces of TBI podcast, a podcast series for survivors by survivors, raising awareness about traumatic brain injury, one podcast at a time. For those of you who might not know me, I am a TBI survivor from a fall on the ice in 2014. I am a frequent contributor to the Huffington Post. I volunteer on the Brain Injury Association of America's Advisory Council, and I recently released my first book, Life with a Traumatic Brain Injury, Finding the Road Back to Normal. You can learn more about me at facesoftbi.com. And you can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Amy Zalmer. And during today's live show, if you have any questions for us, you can tweet those to me, and we will try and get to those on the live broadcast. Today, I am talking with TBI survivor Adam Pepitone, and I have the pleasure of meeting Adam a few weeks ago when I was speaking to the Brain Injury Alliance of Arizona. So I'm very excited to have him on the show today. And Adam is a graduate of Cesar Chavez High School. And Adam was living a full life as a college student, studying criminal justice and working for Kmart and spending time with his family and friends. And on on September 5th, 2010, his life changed forever when he was leaving a friend's house after a party and he was the victim of a drive-by shooting in which he was shot in the head. The bullet entered on the left side and lodged into his skull on the right, and this type of injury, which is called transverse, has less than a 1% survival rate. So the fact that Adam is around to talk to us today is a true miracle. Um, Adam is diagnosed as a quadriplegic due to his brain injury, and this means he has feelings throughout his body but can't control his legs, his trunk, and has diminished use of his right arm and limited use of his left arm and hand. And let me tell you, I have met Adam, and that guy can get around no problem in his fancy wheelchair. Adam is currently taking college classes and volunteers for the American Red, Red Cross handling the volunteer applications and processes. And he also recently started his YouTube channel, and I was a guest on his YouTube channel while I was in Phoenix. So I do have the link to that in the show notes. So be sure to check out Adam's YouTube channel. So Adam, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Well, thanks for having me. Pleasure. Yeah, I'm I'm very happy to have you on today and um, just be able to share with our listeners um, your journey and, and how far you've come because, you know, as I mentioned in the introduction, you were given a less than 1% chance of surviving, and you are here today and you're thriving. So it's absolutely amazing um, 
to know, you know, where you came from and where you are today. So why don't you give our listeners a little more um, background on what happened and, and your recovery? Um, oh, I guess I'll start off with what happened. Um, you know, like most uh, kids in their teens and late early 20s, you know, I, was, I got into like the real drinking at underage and like that. And I'd always do that with high school friends. So we'd always uh, do that on weekends. And uh, for that, for my injury, I was leaving a house uh, after one of those little get-togethers and I got shot in my head. Um, but as you said, the bullet went from the left to the right. It got lodged on the right side of my brain, or my skull, I should say. Um, from there, friends just wrapped it up. Uh, I did CPR until the medics arrived. Uh, yeah, I coded one time on the way to the hospital, uh, so that was, I was down for the count. Um, gosh, I'm sorry about what else do you want me to go talk about? Sorry about that. I have everything written down. Yeah, and so, off what I've written down. you know, you were kind of basically talking us through. It was a it was a drive by shooting, and yeah. it was it was pretty much random, correct? A random drive by. Yeah, like you weren't the target. People were getting kicked out, and they just no, no, I wasn't. It was just a. Yeah, and your mom kind of explained to me. Yeah, your mom kind of explained to me that, you know, you were 6'4", and you were the tallest person around, so that's likely why you were the one that that took the bullet. Um, But numerous bullets were fired, and only one, um, you were the only one hit. Um, And your friend actually is the one who did the CPR while, while they were waiting, correct? Yeah, I had a friend, he uh, I was told he just learned how to do CPR from a job requirement. Like, uh, I would say, uh, I think it was a week before or something. Real, really. Oh wow. Real recent before my injury, so that was like a, I know, a sign from God, I guess. That's and, amazing. And, yeah. 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 I had an angel with me apparently. And, and then you code it, absolutely. And then you code it um, on the way to the hospital. Um, mm-hmm. how, do you know how long you were in surgery? I, I honestly, I don't remember, I'd say a couple of weeks before my injury, and um, I'd say four to a month and a half after my injury, I really do not have uh, very much uh, recall of that whole time. What mm-hmm. I know is just what I've been, t- kind of what I've been told and right. stuff like that, so... <laughs> So I, I, I'm sure with a lot of people that have you know, that get brain injuries, you know, oh, yeah. people I've talked to, some some people don't have a clue what happened, probably years before their injury, and some people don't remember what they do every day, kind of thing. So, oh yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, it all depends you, on how traumatic it is. How long it is, were you in the hospital? Um, I was in the. In ICU for three weeks, I was at Barrels Neurological, um, and then after that, I went to two weeks in acute care, and then so I was five weeks in the hospital, and then after that, I went to therapy for eight weeks after that. Mhm. And when you first um, left the hospital, 
did you have any use of your arms? Um, I hadn't. The only thing I could do is pretty much move my fingers to control the wheelchair and hold my head up straight. Mm-hmm. Not, not even, not, I wouldn't even say straight. But yeah, I had pretty much no control over any part of my body besides my fingers. Were you able nose. to talk? Yes, I could talk. I, I had no problem doing you that. You could communicate. I was singing, yeah, <laughs> I was singing songs while I was in NICU. I was singing, uh, singing to like a Garth Brooks or Mona Yala. I see, you know, all the good, all the good songs I used to love. I would sing. That's a great thing to. Like. So, how long did it take you to start getting that strength back in your arms to be able to use your arms like you can? Oh gosh, um, for my right arm, that took a couple years. Um, I still don't have very much uh, as a full function of my arms. But yeah, for my right arm, that you know, that to get good function on that took a couple of years, and for my left arm, I had no control or function on it or function of it for I'd say three or four years. I've just started to be able to use it uh, on a regular basis within the last year and a half, I'd say. And then you know, for a while, I couldn't even move my uh, fingers on my left arm, and now I can you know do grips and stuff like that with them. So make some improvements on now, that. Now, has that come, are you still in, like, physical therapy for your arms, or did you just kind of do that on your own to get that, that mobility back? Uh, pre- pretty much a majority of uh, my left arm stuff was on my own. Well, you know, in therapy mm-hmm. they show you all kinds of stu- uh, techniques and everything, how to exercise and stretch. So, you know, I consistently try to do that stuff as much as I can. But, of course, you know, once you get home and out of the rehab environment, stuff, it doesn't get uh, into a solid routine all the time, I'd say. Right. But I think that's really um, great for listeners to hear is that you were able to get some movement back even three, four years later. Um, so, oh, yeah. you know, I think that that's a really huge testament, not, not to give up, never give up on, you know, I mean, you know, people, I, I've seen people struggling with trying to walk for years and then they are able to get, you know, with some assistance, they are able to get some of that mobility back. So, um, the brain is a pretty remarkable tool in how it is able to, um, remember after, you know, some, some help <laughs> with therapy. Most certainly. What is because, your, I know what for, do you think is your biggest, oh, sorry, go ahead. Okay. Um, Cause I was talking about my left hand, but my fingers, like, I don't know, one of them, while I was in, I, in ICU, one of the tendons on my left ring finger completely shrunk. So I have like no control over that finger at all, but all the other fingers I'm getting like, be able to bend them and control control them a little bit more. So that's good. Sorry about that. Yeah, that's so interesting that your that your tendon shrunk. Um, what do you think is currently your biggest challenge? What what are some of your biggest deficits aside from your mobility issues? Um, I know you have you have some short term memory problems, but what would be some of your deficits you say you still struggle with? 
Oh, gosh. Um, yeah, besides the cognitive stuff and the physical stuff, um, yeah, I I don't know, just controlling of stuff. I can believe, I don't know, mm-hmm. really. Um, you know, just living my daily life, I just adapt to everything, so. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Yeah coping mechanisms and adapting and mm-hmm. um, um, so you are currently going to school correct yeah well of course it's a taking summer college break right classes? Now, but yeah I, I've been taking the, right right I, I've been taking college courses for a couple of years now and they're just basic you know since my brain injury I before my injury I never passed an English 101 class. And I, since my injury, I passed 101 and 102. Uh, and, of course, I had to backtrack to taking some reading classes beforehand, before that, to, get, to work my way up to it. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, was, we, was reading a challenge for you in the beginning? Uh, in the beginning, yes, comprehending, because, you know, with a lot of people do Right. Uh, they can, yeah with the brain injuries, you, you can read and you'll completely forget about it, a, you know, a couple paragraphs <laughs> yep. later or something like that. <laughs> and that, that's how it was for yeah. me starting off. But, you know, what I found help, helped me a lot is reading it and doing the audio, too. I could kind of like from my – because I do a lot on my phone and I can just highlight the text and have it read to me as well. So I, that helps uh-huh. me out. Oh, that's a great tip. I mean, how many of us have smartphones? That's a great tip. I never thought of that. Um, Yeah, I know when I first had my accident, reading, well, yeah, that's a lot of reading. (laughs) Um, I had a lot of trouble, too, with, originally I had trouble just reading. My eyes couldn't focus. Um, So Mm -hmm. just the actual act of reading was really challenging. Um, But then once that cleared up a little I had I couldn't retain what I read like I would read a chapter and then I'd be like what did I just read and it was so frustrating because I'm a bookworm I would read every single night before bed I would read a book on a weekend like that that was like you know people binge watch tv but I would binge read books (laughs) and so it was really really frustrating and even now if I go too many days between reading, like, you know, if I read a few chapters and then I don't get a chance to get back to it, sometimes it does take me a minute to kind of remember what I was reading. Um, what was going so it, on? You know, that is frustrating. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, it's those things that you just take for granted. Like, gosh, you know, you should be able to remember what you just read in a book, you know. Um, it's yeah. those little uh-huh. things that can just be so frustrating sometimes. Yeah. That, when I, so when I was, tell uh, us, you know, oh, go ahead. Okay. Uh, I was just backtracking for books. Because when I was in therapy, one of the, to help me get back into reading comprehending, I read a book called Winter's Bone. Um, and I once I got into reading that, they also have a, they made a movie out of it. And it was on Netflix too. So that kind of. Oh. Mm-hmm. Get, got got it more into my head of like how the story goes and like that. So that was that was good. I'm sorry. 
Oh, that's a great, great way. A lot. Unfortunately, not every book has a movie, but <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. But if they do, that's a really great, great idea. So, what are some of your favorite pastimes? What, what, what are you doing for fun these days? I know your the picture you sent me is a shot of you fishing, so I thought that was super fun. Oh yeah, um, yeah, that was with the the activities group that uh, we're moving forward. I know you gave a gave a speech to mm-hmm. to them when you're you're here in town. Uh, yeah, that was one of the activities. I, honestly, with the heat here in Arizona, I don't really get out and go fishing that much. <laughs> um, so I used to love fishing before my injury. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I that, that experienced was, the heat. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I was, it, it, it was week, hot week, when I was there. <laughs> I'm sure. It's, it's Arizona. It's summertime, too, so yeah, you got to expect that. Because uh, anyway, I know um, I was back to – before I, I, know, I was going back to fishing. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, you also have your okay. YouTube channel that you started. Um, do you want to oh, talk yeah. a little bit about that? That's pretty exciting. Um, you know, ever since I my injury, there's not much to do, like, at night. And like that, so tell me go to sleep. I used to watch YouTube videos all the time. Well, I still do, actually. Watch all kinds of YouTube videos, all kinds of <laughs> pranks to make me laugh, and vlogs just to see other how other people are doing, and that just really kind of brought my attention that there's all kinds of other people out there with dealing with other problems. So uh, encouraged me to get to start doing it myself too. Mhm. One of the yeah, and I when know, I was there, I had the I had the pleasure of being one of your guests. On, on your YouTube channel. So that was really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, um, it, you know, I think the YouTube channel is so great because so many, like, you know, we're going back to the whole reading thing. A lot of TBI survivors have trouble reading or they can't comprehend what they're reading. And so a YouTube channel is a really great way to reach those people because, um, you know, they're able to understand video better and, and audio better than reading. So I think it's a really great way um, to get in front of other survivors. That's kind of why I do this podcast series because um, mm-hmm. some survivors have a lot better comprehension of audio opposed to like reading a blog post or something. So yeah, I think it's great that you're doing the YouTube. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's a and I know you have your Go ahead. Okay. No, I was just saying that those are my thoughts too. Like, you know, um, a lot of people with brain injuries, they like to do the visual and audio a lot more than reading because, you know, comprehending it. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that in t- today in society is people's attention spans are a lot different and how they, how you attract people is very different nowadays than it was. 10 or more years ago. So I think, you know, doing Absolutely. the video stuff would help me. Also, I just, it even encourages people just to you know, do it themselves as well, too. Yeah. 
if, if I can do it, I'm sure any, almost anybody can do it then. Yeah, and you have fun doing it, don't you? Yeah, majority of the time it's pretty fun. Sometimes I like worried about like what are people gonna think of it, but it's just yeah, some people will like it, some people won't. It's you know, you gotta get the right audience kind of thing. Yeah, I think people will love it. It's pretty cool that you're doing it. You have a you have a great message to share and you know, I just I think it's so inspiring. Um, to see someone like you who wasn't even expected to live and you're now doing a YouTube channel. I mean, it's just, I think it's really, really cool to see. And meeting you in person, too, and just your personality, you're just you are just such an um, easygoing, happy-go-lucky guy, and, and that just makes me so happy to see. Because, you know, you you can take your injury and you can feel sorry for yourself or you can take your injury and empower yourself and help others. And I see that that's what you're doing. Oh, trust me. I I do have my down days like, like a lot of people do, but I'm just, <laughs> Oh yeah. We I, all. You know, of course, of, yeah, of course everybody does and everything, but you know, I just, even with dealing with such a tra- traumatic injury, like, you know, like myself, and showing that you can do other things just besides sitting around and doing nothing, even though that's pretty much what I do sometimes. But at least I'm, you know, putting a mm-hmm. message out to audience and encourage them to do stuff too. I know, like, and you seem like. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I completely forgot what I was going to say. That's too bad here. <laughs> Um, I was going to say, your mom seems like she's a really big supporter and a, and a big help with you, with everything you do, too. I know she was there helping us do the YouTube um, recording, and um, she just seems like she's been a really great part of your recovery, too. Oh, without, without a doubt. If, I'm, I'm sure if it wasn't for her, I would probably still be in a living living facility and on a feeding tube. Um, but but if, it, if it wasn't for her, I I wouldn't be in this situation I am now. No, I, uh, all my... And your mom, and, and your mom, along with Rhonda and, is it Linda? Um, the yeah. three of them started the We're Moving Forward group um, in Phoenix. Um Three moms all have uh, sons with brain injuries, correct? I think all three of them are moms, correct? Um, That that is correct. Yeah, and so they started this amazing group. And what I really like about your guys' group is that you go and do outings. Like you guys did the day on the lake and you you go out and do games. Didn't you guys just go to something the other night too? Um, yeah, it was some kind of like a, a Western little uh, show kind of yeah. thing that they go, they do. Yeah, for the, for that group. Uh, yeah, and I just, just a, think no, ahead, finish what you're saying. Okay, okay that group yeah, is... um, for that group. That that group is just like a, a lot of uh, 
people with other TBIs. It's just a, a way for us to get together and have fun uh, and get out of the house with, you know, have fun mm-hmm. with other people with uh, brain with brain injuries and get us out into the community so we're not, like, seen in a lesser kind of way, I would say, looked down upon. Yeah, and that's what I really... Absolutely, yeah. That's that's what I really enjoyed about the group is that they're getting you guys out there and doing things and having fun with each other. Because it can be very isolating, you know. You tend to stay home a lot. And so it's it's so great to see a group like that um, where you guys do hang out and have fun and, you know, go out on the lake and go to a play. And, yeah, just super cool. Mm-hmm. Very fun activity. So, Adam, do you have any um, do you, do you have any final words of advice? Anything you would say to other survivors? Maybe someone who's new to the brain injury. Um, do you have any words of advice for them? Blessing. Even the bad days, you're you know, you're still. Uh, not six feet under, so uh, trust me. I I've been in a since my injury. I have a headache twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. So I, I, everybody has a de- bad day. So I, trust me, I know about it. But yeah, just look for the blessings and be thankful you're here. Um, it gets hard some days, but it can always be worse. Uh, look for yeah. the positive in everything. But yeah, you gotta look for the positives. Uh, try not to to. Focus too much on the negatives because uh, that will just bring you down even more. Uh, for any, anybody uh, working on recovery, just don't stop because uh, dealing with the brain injury, it never, it, it really never stops when you're trying to recover. Yeah, and I really like what you just said and, you know, just, Never giving up. I mean, look at you. Three, four years later, you finally got some mobility back in your left arm just by continually mm-hmm. trying to get it back. And, you know, I've met survivors who were in a wheelchair and couldn't communicate at all for 10 years. And then they were finally able to get their speech back and get some mobility back. I mean, it's just, it's just absolutely amazing what our bodies and our brains can do. So don't give up, and if you're a caregiver, don't give up on your survivor and try and keep them engaged and keep them active. Um, even if they yeah. aren't communicative, they might still be understanding what's going on around them. Just because they're not able to talk doesn't mean they're not able to hear. So keeping them engaged and involved. So, Adam, thank you so much for being here. You're such an inspiration. I'm so happy to know you. And I wish you nothing but great things with your YouTube channel. Um, And, you know, just keep on keeping on with the We're Moving Forward group. And um, Mm -hmm. thank you again for being here. I really appreciate talking to you. And uh, hopefully all the people are listening, uh, I get them motivated to to help. I don't know what their situation is, but get better or help other people get better kind of thing. That's just my thought. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. 
you're do, you're doing good things, Adam. So thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. Appreciate it too. And thank you all for listening. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. And be sure to visit facesofpbi.com to listen to previous podcasts and see any upcoming topics that we have lined up. And I also have in the show notes, I have Adam's um, YouTube channel. I have that linked there for you guys so you can check him out on YouTube. And again, be sure to follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Amy Zellmer. Thank you again for listening. Thank you for being a part of my journey. And I will see you guys all again next time. Have a great day, everyone.